1: This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by authoress Sloane Crosley to talk about fancy New York literary bullshit. Plus, something more important the war on spiders. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart.
2: Jordan Morris Boy Detective.
1: Important weather update.
2: Oh, good. I'm glad we're continuing with this.
1: The weather has been consistent. Consistently delightful. (sighs) <sighs>
2: okay, I was holding my breath. I just <laughs> let it out. Jordan, everyone I don't, I'm can just relate to the weather. No, 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 no weather. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying. Let's. I'm not being critical of you.
1: Everyone at home listens to me say what the weather is like at the beginning of the show, and the people that are at home say, "Oh, that's funny." Here, where I live in Akron, here where I live in Columbia, Missouri, it's been cooler or warmer. Sure. I don't know what it's like to live a Hollywood I lifestyle. I don't know why we're
2: putting people at ease, But I Jesse. know what
1: weather is.
2: Jesse, putting people at ease doesn't sell ads. Uh, we need to be controversial up top.
1: Jordan. It's Jordan,
2: Jesse, go! Ground Zero Mosque! Ground Zero Mosque!
1: Okay, good right? work. How's no, that, that was now good. People
2: are, now people are riled good. up. Their blood's boiling.
1: Yeah, you did say Ground Zero Mosque a couple times.
2: They're more likely to buy uh, the Propecia that we'll advertise later. Yeah, Axe Body Spray sure by the way
1: this these are our, some of our many sponsors this week's episode of jordan jesse go brought to you by Propecia and Axe <laughs> body spray for teenagers with boner problems sure um
2: and people who have strong feelings about the ground zero mask
1: yes um shall we bring our guest into this program our guest is i think we're doing fine <laughs> I don't know that we, You know what? I don't know that we need a third today. Just, should we this just send is, her
2: home? This is going so well. This
1: is one of the best Jordan Jesse goes ever yeah. thus far. Sorry, I mean we've, we touched pre- on, we've touched on controversial issues. Sure, we've brought up a few key sponsors mm-hmm. that we hope to have. Um,
3: None of this would happen without the energy
2: coming <laughs> just by me glaring at both of you. But <laughs> I think oh,
1: I think propecia
2: is for hair loss.
1: Oh, Propecia is for hair loss. English. You're right. What's for boners?
2: I think it's Levitra. Viagra.
1: Levitra is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of Levitra. Sorry, I (laughs) don't know. Get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) Yeah. Our guest uh, is uh, Sloane Crosley. She is the author of multiple books. You might have heard her a year or two ago on The Sound of Young America when her new book was uh, I Was Told There'd Be Cake. And uh, her new book is called "How Did You Get That Number?" Hmm. How did you get my number? Excuse this number. me, this number. It's
3: outrage either way.
1: Yeah. Um, was Sloan, welcome to Jordan Jesse Go. Thank you for having
2: uh, me. I, uh, I I actually uh, read. I was told there would be cake. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. You. I re-gifted it to my sister, who also thought it was fantastic.
3: My gosh, thank you. Two for one. Are you... Not on the wrong side of two and for And just to one. be you... clear,
1: no one bought a copy of no, it. Yeah. No, 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 I gave this my the library publicity copy. copy to Jordan, okay. who sure. then gave it to his sister. Let's he needed something to way. read on the airplane.
2: Do you feel like you would like... Thirteen bucks from both me and my sister. I feel bad now that we've met face to face. I mean, I can get her to. Send I feel a like check.
3: with inflation rates, we can talk about it after the show. Okay. It might be a little more than thirteen. She's
1: going to oh, ask wow. you to do some math. <laughs>
3: wow. <laughs> well, do it for the both of us because I can't. Okay. Do it. You're going to be <laughs>
1: compounding interest. Do you
2: need money, or do you just need help with your long division I homework? Just- <laughs> actually, because you know, your tape—that's <laughs> actually kind of funny.
3: Because there could be a, a sort of yeah, a, that would be fine if you just did flashcards in lieu of cash. <laughs> oh, sure, great, yeah, yeah. I'll accept flashcards in lieu of cash at any, any day.
1: Okay. Sloan Clark. Sloan is visiting uh, visiting the great city of Hollywood, California, where we live. Uh, to uh, from the great city of Empire, New York. Here's what happened. I <laughs> that, did oh my goodness. at eleven a.m. this morning or <laughs> ten a.m. this morning. I had to interview Elijah Wood. Mm. Um,
2: so you're exhausted Because he's a talker
1: He's one of the nicest guys He's just such a nice guy he You know how his...
2: He kept going off On his trademark rants It
1: was Here's what happened It <laughs> so was so hard On the eve of Dennis Miller I'm it sorry was, It was hard for me To ask questions because I kept getting lost in his beautiful blue eyes. I
3: he does seem to have little pools in the skull. Doesn't oh he?
1: my goodness beautiful. gracious! I, I saw. Help I met it.
2: him in a press junket situation once, and I will confirm enchanting eyes. Enchanting. Oh, and he's
1: just such a he's just a, such a nice guy. I was telling him about. Uh, he, he was telling me about uh, his what he does for FunnyOrDie.com mm-hmm. off microphone. He's made a fun video with our friend Seth Morris, who's mm-hmm. been a guest on this program. And uh, it's, it's very funny. Uh, you should watch it on Funny or Die. He said he's making a new one. It's a commercial for something called the Bunny Museum. Mmm, that sounds fun. Jordan, did you know about the Bunny Museum this whole time and you weren't telling me about it? Because you're a native of Southern California.
2: No, uh, I mean, if you want to talk about Medieval Times or Knott's Berry Farm, <laughs> I have extensive, extensive experience with those.
1: Apparently, the Bunny Museum is a couple that live in Pasadena and their entire home is dedicated to bunnies. They have several real bunnies as well as cats. And uh, from what I gather, and this is exclusively... In, all this information just comes directly from Oscar Award winner Elijah Wood. I don't think he's won any Oscars. Uh, All-American good guy, Oscar uh, Elijah Wood. Uh, it's a, just a house. It smells a little bit like cat pee. Right. And uh, it's full of bunny shit uh, from wall to wall. I looked at their website, like
3: bunny paraphernalia or bunny. No, experiment.
1: bunny paraphernalia. I realized <laughs> yeah, I was that. thinking excrement <laughs> okay. too. No, I'm like, oh, and they're in those little balls, yeah. so you so probably have to like
3: important. swim through. Yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Um, it's the hoppiest place on earth. I took uh-huh. a look at their website. <laughs> What's remarkable is that behind the bunny museum uh, is the bunny, the gone but not forgotten, or I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it says when a bunny is broken, it's never thrown away. It's just replanted to to grow new bunnies. They have a <laughs> flower bed full of broken rabbit toys.
2: Oh, oh! I thought you were going to oh. say corpses.
1: No, no. Why don't, are we oh. going good at corpses? I don't know. I but feel you, like Jesse's being I misleading. Also you, the way you, you, you want to talk about
3: like real cats. I mean, real bunny. So it's full of it's full of real bunnies and cats. Does that imply that there are taxidermied bunnies as well? There's also or it's
1: a there's a vast collection. I'm incoherent. I'll grant you that. <laughs> there's a vast collection of bunnies that are not real bunnies. Okay. In Good. Every surface <laughs> in the entire home is covered in these bunnies.
3: Okay.
1: Um, and in addition to that, there are not taxidermied bunnies. Sorry. However, there are free stride bunnies.
2: <laughs> oh. But are there peeps? That you could eat in space.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. So according to Elijah Wood, and again, I'm just going off of what Oscar Award winner Elijah Wood has told me directly. He told me that a freeze-dried animal, unlike a taxidermied animal, seems like it's alive but not moving. So he said a taxidermied animal has kind of a distant look in its eyes. It has a sort of stiffness. Uh, he says that a freeze-dried animal it really looks like it's alive only it's uh dead. Well, he's an actor and not so, moving. You would know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And apparently they can't they've had a couple rabbits die that they couldn't afford to get freeze-dried yet. Those are in their freezer.
3: Yeah. They're wet frozen.
1: Yeah. yeah, those are wet frozen. So the bunny museum, I don't know how you were holding out on me about this whole bunny museum thing, Jordan. I'm sorry. Well, apology accepted. Okay. We'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan
3: Morris,
2: boy detective.
3: Sloan Crosley, author and guest of this program.
1: It's so very literal. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you could I mean, have a fantastical <laughs> nickname if you want to, but I mean, if it just—if you want it to just be descriptive.
3: Okay, shoot. Okay, um, rodeo clown expert. Okay, yeah. okay. Yep. Good.
1: That's what Absolutely. you aspire. is that what you aspire to?
3: What do you say? I would say yeah. I think there are worse things you could be expert. The next, you know, worst subjects, you could, you could make do you your see, field.
1: Do you see yourself making the rounds, doing the jo- Joy Bihar show when there's a grisly rodeo clown accident, perhaps?
3: I do. I see myself as the on-call rodeo clown sweetheart of America.
1: Uh-huh. Sure. You New know, York Times, I got a question about rodeo clowns? An I got a contact.
3: I got a contact. I got a makeup box and a horse.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I went to a rodeo, not two, two a couple of years ago, I went to a rodeo for work. Uh, and there was rodeo clowns, and then there was a main rodeo clown who uh, who was kind of the, audi- like the audience warm-up guy while the bulls were getting ready.
1: And he was the main clown because he was doing more of a Cirque du Soleil thing.
2: Well, here's the thing. He wasn't. He was doing, like, funny dances to Beyonce, and he was talking a lot, more than a clown should, which is not at all.
3: Well, if it's a mime.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he was doing, like, Topical jokes and, uh, and like, you know, a kind of offensive gay voice, some stuff like that. Uh, he was, and, and was also. He doing
1: everything in a kind of offensive oh, gay no, voice? Oh, no,
2: that's just a, a bit of what, you know, like like Robin Williams. You know, uh-huh. you just see, you just see you all see the, the kooky characters, characters that are living in him. his head, yeah, uh, and that's what's getting
3: the bulls riled up. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, they have a bird's eye view, sure. Of that. Uh, and he was like, you know, signaling the t-shirt guns.
1: Bulls hate out-of-date hip-hop references. <laughs> sure,
2: uh, but yeah, I felt really like, like, put off that it wasn't a more classical kind of performance; that it was so. Modern. I what? thought they
1: chased a goat or something.
3: Well, yeah, I actually, you know, the thing is, I feel a little bit uh, bad that I said that because I just like the sound of the phrase rodeo clown. I have never had any direct experience mm. with rodeo. It is a nice phrase. Clowns, yes. I've no been rodeo.
1: to a monster truck rally. Hmm. Wow. Have you guys ever been to a monster truck rally? No, uh-uh. Really? Because you think it would be great. Really? <laughs> I like, well, Jordan's a young, Jordan was a 13-year-old in Orange County once. Sure. Um, I, I
2: mainly went to see Weird Al at the Orange County Fair. Right. That's basically sure. what my, <laughs> sure. like, outdoor dirt-based activity was. Yeah,
1: I can understand that. I did.
3: I mean, I went to, the only, the closest I've come is I, I went to a football game in Auburn, Alabama. Okay. Which was, but that was much more of a production. I what, mean, there were 90,000 people. Uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in, uh, Exotic White Plains, New York. It's oh, okay. 20 minutes north so, of, uh, the, New York City.
2: Mm. So what are the what are the like the summertime family dad takes his shirt off activities? Down oh gosh,
3: there? <laughs> you know it's it was you know we needed a break from our wintertime activity, which
2: is you know drinking Zima on the golf course like, <laughs> God knows what the hell we did. Um, I. No, I was not a very mischievous te- teenager, but I definitely did some bad stuff on a golf course. And
3: that's what they made them for. Why is I that, think?
2: that it is such an attractive place to go to, to It's probably, op-
3: I think, it's an open field where, where it feels more protected than anywhere else because, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a rural enough environment where you actually can separate yourself and have a house party and or have, like, the Clutter family get it. Yeah. You know, it's too, everyone's too close to each other. Um, and so I feel like it's the one place where there's real space and darkness where you can actually do all your, your secret Zima drinking <laughs> <and> pot <laughs> yeah. smoking. When okay. I was a
1: junior in high school, my calculus teacher, Mr. D, uh, it was a very small class, he told us a story just absolutely apropos of nothing about being out on a golf course with his buddies <laughs> and, and rolling up a fat spleef. Sure. <laughs> and then the sprinklers came on.
3: Yeah. Yeah, maybe that would be. That was at the end of the story? Yeah, well,
2: it got Mm. wet. You taught math.
1: Probably there's. (laughs) Later, I went on to learn calculus and teach it to young people, such as yourselves.
2: This, maybe this will be a fun. Uh, this <laughs> will be a fun By action the way, item. He said spleef. Oh sure.
1: Yeah, I just want to make that clear. Uh,
2: maybe maybe if people wanted to call in and talk about the worst things they ever did on a golf course as a teen.
1: Oh, I think that's fantastic. Yeah,
3: I think. Well, my the thing is, what's funny is I remember once. it's speaking of dad taking off his shirt, which is a segue I should just not have in my arsenal <laughs> sure. at all. But um, I remember once, you know, I you know got caught sneaking into the house late and. I fessed up as to where I was. And uh, he immediately backed off, and I couldn't figure out why because he was kind of strict. And my mother later explained to me that I guess that, you know, people used to make out on golf courses in their day. That was almost like a lookout point, sure. make out point thing. That that's, which that's sort kind of, of disgusted me because I wasn't with anybody of... I would have made out with. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I guess so that would be the worst, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're having.
1: You really don't want to make relations. out there the day when they're aerating the grass. No. That's what you really don't want. We get
3: we chased though. I remember once the cops sort of you know, clued in and, and chased us and, you know, people had sort of battle scars of, you know, their their very awesome guest jeans were torn over the oh, fence sure. from, from hopping it.
2: Uh, I remember that I got the the cop chase from my youth was because uh, we were setting off uh, illegal fireworks. Oh, that's so much better. And then yeah, we heard the siren and then everybody scattered and jumped over the fence and then we all met up at uh, Mike Nguyen's house afterwards to. Uh, talk oh, about. the recap. yeah, the yeah recap. Go ahead.
1: This Use his awesome. full name.
2: <laughs> no, I'm sorry.
1: Blow his cover.
2: I'm sorry, my. Yeah, I know. We're all gonna get arrested.
1: We now. know the OCPD. Listen to this.
2: Yeah, and they're gonna reopen up that case file. <laughs> they're gonna go into the uh, the dead file room. We can reopen the case on next the, thing that you know, time it
1: was loud. Next thing you know, this is going to be on Law & Order Orange County. Sure. <laughs> Ripped from the headlines. <laughs> Ice tea a- will the, be And involved. the back of your pants. Yeah.
2: You know? wait, wait, so did you, did you say what the White Plains, New York summertime fun activity was? You know, I know, was, if not actually.
3: I, I wouldn't really know that much, because uh, I went to camp in New Hampshire mm. for God, it was such a cult. I went to camp uh, for, I think it was Nine years in a row uh, for two months at a time. Wow. I was into it. It was an all girls camp. There were like 160 girls on a good day, and it was cultish and and strange. Sounds really
1: foxy. Was there
3: a. It was. was, was, uh, There was a lot of uh, gym playing that went on. It wasn't foxy ladies. Not
1: pillow fights.
3: Less pillow fights, more Mazzy's star.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> it's all Madzy Star related, you know. What I'm was saying? there a boys' camp across the lake that oh, you would yes. paddle out to? There was.
3: There was certainly we would paddle out in the all hours of the night. We had there was a Boy Scout camp. Uh, there was a sign that we stole from their camp once that we thought was endlessly amusing because it was around a sharp. Their, the entrance to their camp was around a sharp uh, curve in the road, and there was a giant sign that they had painted, which in all symmetrical letters said "Slow Scouts," and then the next line said "Crossing." And so we thought that was hilarious and, and didn't say much about their intellect, but sure. everything about our sort of, you know, uh, I Take guess of lesbian Scouts. power prowess that we used to pry the sign off yeah. of this tree and uh, carry it back to our camp.
1: But then they lit your camp on fire. <laughs>
3: and then, who's
2: laughing <laughs> <Just> now? Typ- <laughs> typical uh, summer camp prank.
1: So funny. And it's you guys like,
2: all... Someone drowns. Yeah. You guys <laughs> all ran out in tears and they yelled, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. We burned down it your camp, great. but
1: wish, yeah, that's
3: what we—that's what we did.
0: I wish oh. I
1: could. I wish I went to a cool summer camp. It's like all I want in the world. My brother—my brother, my brother uh, sometimes uh, is like a counts camp counselor at the summer camp. I went to summer camp for two years, but it was totally unremarkable. Where
3: did you go? Where did you grow up?
1: I—I w- grew up in Northern California. I went that's in in the woods it. in Northern California. It was quite beautiful, but um, I don't think it was. Sometimes people have these really intense camp experiences. I
3: think it's a Northeastern thing,
2: though. Really? I think it is, too. And I I had a little bit of camp experience in Southern California, and it was, you know, modest and, you know, kind of moderately memorable. But, yeah, no one really seemed to be having any uh, big life experiences or, you know.
3: I think we – it's actually funny you should say that. I think it's the last time I was really conscious of uh, something – actually changing and being a big life experience as it was happening. Okay. You know, we, You're we like, our this, our is eyes at, huge. <laughs> this is huge. This is awesome. I'm yeah. going to remember this archery lesson and, and, you know, this, this, you know, whatever school dance forever. So no,
1: Then when you, when you rode, rode off to war. <laughs> and, then, and then I found war. <laughs> bows and arrows. And
3: I realized what I, pain was. When
1: I say war, I'm talking about the war concert at the Orange County Fairgrounds. <laughs> sure, yeah. I was there on the wrong <laughs> night. I was there to see Sugar <laughs> Ray. <laughs> but I got
2: there a day early. And I, I had to see war instead. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. The Jordan
2: Morris, boy detective.
3: Sloan Crosley, still here. I'm so bad at thinking of creative names for myself.
2: I don't know. Rodeo clown expert's good. Just okay, stick with that. I don't feel like you that? have to have a new that's one every com- time.
1: No, that's too complicated. Just okay. Just clown. Okay.
3: Just clown. <laughs> <laughs> clown. College. A,
1: you're a literary clown. A literary oh, you, clown. You, you I'm a
3: clownerati.
1: Sure. <laughs> right. Uh, I have a question for you guys. True. It's a sincere question. It's about... Not ichthyology, which is the study of fish.
3: Sure. Naturally.
1: Something to... It's bug theology, which is the <laughs> study of bug gods. Hepatitis. <laughs> yeah. Um, do Is there such a thing as a spider season? Like there is, say, a season of the witch.
2: Or like June bugs. Or June bugs. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would guess that it would be warm weather warm weather they feel more uh, uh apt to like they limber yeah more apt to venture out and trick knees spin less a likely web, to act up wherever
1: do you know
3: the average person swallows at least five spiders a year
1: no, in their sleep. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Just because you work it's in literature doesn't mean safe, that you can tell us these sort of warm made up facts.
3: Cave in your face huh. and they crawl into it. But here's the thing: so
2: I sleep with I your feel mouth like shut. I hear this, and by hear it, I mean I read it on Snapple caps. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> don't buy. Like you would at least one of those times, you would wake up. No, I
3: think you wake up the other twenty-seven times. I think it's the times you don't that that's But I've that's
2: never calc- calculated applies to I've never woke up and swatted a spider away. So so this would lead me to believe they've been successful in getting into my mouth every single time. This is
1: just typical bullshit that the New York <laughs> literary establishment wants us to buy. Ground into zero it. musk. Ground <laughs> zero <laughs> musk. If you look, why if, are you chanting that? <laughs> it doesn't mean if, anything. If Jonathan Ames it means were
2: everything, it means it's so important.
1: If Jonathan Ames were sitting in that chair right sure. now, he'd be telling us that if we drink Coke and eat Pop Rocks at the same time, <laughs> we'll die.
2: No, you'll float. Jesus. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Wait, Wait, float. I always heard Explode, too. Yeah, maybe this is an East Coast, West Coast thing. Maybe at your summer There's an camp. East Coast, West Coast, like, Pop Rocks rap. I oh, yeah. Pop Rocks. Crazy <laughs> Pop Rocks theory it's war. It's been
3: crazy. The yeah. victims of it are just all nerds. Sure.
1: <laughs> you guys are both familiar with the entrance to my home. It's what you might yeah. call a corridor. It's an outdoor <laughs> corridor. There's a, there's a fence on one side and the side of the building on the other. You walk down some stairs, and you've got to go a solid 15 or 20 feet. Sure. Somehow spiders have figured out how to each day put seven, ten spider webs into this 15-foot length of walk. I'm sick and tired of this shit. I'm starting a war on spiders. I
2: think
3: you should
1: put them to work.
3: Or spray paint their webs gold. You know what oh, I that did? That might be
2: fun. Yeah, that might be. That'll so make it look you like you are in a spider oh.
3: sympathizers. Oh, you
2: look like you're in a beautiful Arabian
3: how palace. Is, how is spray painting a spider web a sympathetic move towards the arachnid community?
1: I took I took some simple green out there and sprayed it on them because I thought I don't have any spider killing juice, but I figure they they're not they're not going to be crazy zero. Coke Zero. <laughs> but I figure they're not crazy about right. symbol green, right? I, this is my, <coughs> my I have a, I've made a list of the five things that I hate the most about spiders. Number one is that they're creepy. <coughs> number two is that they're crawly. Yep. Number three is that they're ooky. Yep. Number four is that they're not at all kooky. Sure. And number five is that I hate spiders. I ran out of things. Spooky. But that is my yeah.
2: five. You should have said you should have went to spooky there.
1: Oh well, they are spooky.
3: Yeah, but you know what? We want to leave leave the spooky off and the hatred on. Leave the hatred on.
1: Did I already say to sticky?
3: No, look at that. You probably have ten reasons.
1: Yeah, don't there try to change yourself. Th- there are literally thousands of reasons to join the war on spiders.
3: You know i i don't I don't get that creeped out by them. I don't welcome them, but I think I come. From a land where the real fear is cockroaches, and therefore spiders seem like a garden bug, like a closer relative to the ladybug kind of creepiness, where you're like, oh, that's something that I didn't invite in, hello, whereas the cockroach is a real, you know, let's get out the big magazines.
1: You come from the land of the secret shame of the bed bug.
3: (gasps) It's a no longer, I think it's a national shame now, I hear. No. Yes, like the egg thing.
1: No, it isn't.
3: Yeah, no, I, well, okay. Well, you're saying no is in shock or no, you're really no.
1: I, I don't think it is.
3: <laughs> is it? <laughs> I refuse. I actually... Um I had bed bugs, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I did. And because like, you're no, not clean. Because I'm not clean, <laughs> sure. and I like to take foreign furniture into my home okay. and re- roll around in it. No, because I... Um... <laughs> do you... Oh, do you, Now,
2: do you, are you a, uh, I, I was oh, maybe uh, under the impression this was a kind of a Brooklyn-specific problem. Are you a Brooklyn? I'm not.
3: However, it was about five years ago, and I was living in an apartment that faced a garden, and... It hadn't really I got in early on the big bug craze thank you mm-hmm. and before the But like you know, you're already over it. Oh, I'm so over it. Before you know the science times and the new yorker and all these articles and sure. uh, I called uh, I just wasn't sure And what you're was over going arcade on. fire too, right? I'm over. <laughs> Over arcade fire, I get it. Arcade it's fire, an accident bed that you're famous. Bugs. We don't know what happened. Kind sure. of awesome. But Fen- <laughs> fennel, fennel, sun dried tomatoes. Very nineties. Yeah. So right. the the even the hatred of them is actually a little bit something. They're coming back. That's but, over. Um, so yeah, I called the exterminator and 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 told him uh, that you know I thought there was just something a little bit weird about you know there something maybe crawling at night. I couldn't figure out what it was. There were certain symptoms I won't gross you out with, mm. but um. He said, "Well, do you want me to tell you what they are?" Earwax buildup. It was it was, was actually the- little tiny red marks. Which I said, "What are these? Are these like the dead bugs? What's going on?" And he's like, "That is them." I and mean, this is a family program right oh, yeah
1: okay. no no not at all absolutely not. is this a family either, program? No. Either, no no either this answer, is for assholes and either, motherfuckers either, <laughs> you
3: may think either answer is going to be good for this which <laughs> is that they're shitting your blood
1: <laughs>
3: oh wow! <laughs> into
2: your bloodstream
3: <laughs> no into the sheets that's what these tiny little marks are oh, on the my- sheet oh. and they came and they exterminated it and i was so grossed out and um that was five years ago and i have a new apartment a new mattress for anyone who wants to be you know, friends with me and come sit on my bed and sit on my couch and have me serve them pie. You talk about- <laughs> will not get bed bugs.
2: Is that what you do with your friends? I actually
3: love to bake, hey, so yes.
1: Take a seat but you, on like, bed you have them have sit on the pie. edge of the
2: bed first?
3: <laughs> well, I live in a studio, so yes, okay. actually.
1: Are these like, these are... These are Good friends. Uh, close friends.
2: Yes, 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 yes.
1: You... We're no, talking about romantic associates.
2: No, 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 no. This isn't like some. Like, I, I, mean, I a have pleasant a pleasant.
1: You'll, you'll give a, a bed pie to just any <laughs> fella or lady in off the street.
3: Yes, is that wrong?
1: No, it seems fantastic.
3: I just. I seems like, like a
1: wonderful lifestyle. You
3: just sit. I mean, the thing is, I have. You could sit. Maybe Do you sit ten next to them or you just stand And if watch. it's like eleven, somebody's sitting on the bed.
1: Okay, that
2: makes. It's, sense. it's
3: actually kind of comfortable. I think.
2: Yeah. No, it's just it's, it's it's also a practical. Believe me,
3: concern. it is not I'm not trying to uh it's not a euphemism for some other activity. I mean, sure. I think in fact it's almost more unfun than fun because I'm concerned that people are going to have like raspberry on the bed, you know, sure. more of a Nazi bit.
1: People are getting a raspberry from your bed?
3: <laughs> from the from the pie, from the plate. Oh, I've gone too far <laughs> in the pie. We can stop talking about this. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> Oh no, no. Let's uh let's, let's talk about your spider. process. When do you start baking? <laughs>
3: when does the writing begin? Whole-made Somewhere between yes. the pie. You also find time to write
2: books it's between amazing. uh luring people into your house with desserts. <laughs> forcing them onto I your bed. I do bank. actually. I
3: do. Okay.
1: Rubbing yourself on foreign furniture.
2: <laughs> I sound like a
3: cat.
1: <laughs> um I I this is what I would like. Okay. I know that we have Look, we, we have thousands upon thousands of listeners all across the world. Sure. Some of them, when they heard me talk about spiders, they were nodding their head. Join me. I know that you're out there. What can we do?
2: You're feeling marginalized by the media, the pro-spider media.
1: I'm sick of this political correctness that says I have to treat spiders like they've earned their way into this country. Sure. This is my country.
3: They're not Mexican spiders, you know that, right?
1: (laughs) I don't care where they're from. Canada. Even worse. Sure.
2: (laughs) They float down here uh, in a big crate of poutine. They're sick they in, hide. They hide inside that. They're sick um, they're of waiting lists rafts. for elective yeah. surgery.
3: Yeah. you know. Well, can you imagine if you were a spider, what would you elect to have done? More legs or less?
2: Hmm. I mean, I guess it depends what the trend in attractive... Like, what does a spider look for in another spider? It's like, oh, I think a big old butt. You know, those yeah. like big spider So you can shoot spider out more, more web. Yeah.
1: Or a really nice thorax. Sure. <laughs> Probably.
2: Uh, yeah. If... Elijah Wood was a spider. He had the most beautiful compound eyes. <laughs> Wouldn't he just have two? Was...
3: He should do the voice of a spider. Big that four. would be so cute. With, uh, yeah,
1: uh, we'll be back
2: in Uh-oh. just a Wait, second. Wait, did you guys? Did you, either of you guys see the movie Nine, where he was a tiny steampunk robot? He did the voice of that.
1: I didn't I? Didn't see that.
2: That's adorable. Is it? Yeah, totally. Charming. Charming.
1: I'll tell you who's charming, Elijah Wood.
2: Sure. And his tiny okay. sting, steampunk robot is no exception.
1: Oh, well. The, then it's solved. We, we're sending Elijah Wood after the spiders.
3: Wait, can I ask you a question? Was he an Equus, or was that Daniel Radcliffe? That was
1: Daniel Radcliffe. Okay.
3: That, end of,
2: that I don't end of think anyone season. has ever seen Elijah Wood's penis. that's, what, that's what, what you were going to ask. <laughs> I don't, like, not even in a play context, I don't think he's ever shown it.
1: Well... He did show it to Mel Gibson during the filming of Forever Young, but that was for that was because reasons. of a threat that <laughs> Mel Gibson was. That was all based on a dare. To him, yeah. <laughs> that was a complicated. That was a complicated rite related to a type of Catholicism that uh, rejects that rejects contemporary. It Vatican rejects people roles.
2: named
3: Elijah. Yeah, yeah. sure.
1: We'll be back in just a second on Jordan
0: Jessica. Jesse Go.
1: I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: I'm Sloan Crosley, clown.
1: You're listening to Jordan Jesse Go. Sloan Crosley, of course, the author of the very funny I Was Told There'd Be Cake and How Did You Get... This number. Uh, how do you get this number? How'd
3: it's yeah, but no question
2: mark. How thing. does how does how do you how did you get this number differ from? I was told there'd be cake. All the
3: Colour,
1: words are in a, a
2: different, different order. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the same amount of words though.
3: Actually, no. Hmm. It is about fifteen thousand more words
2: for
1: your buck. Mm. that's um, a lot more words.
3: Yeah, basically.
1: Or were you just feeling chatty?
3: I just felt I needed to share. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, it is actually a lot more words. Um, but yeah, I think this one's a little longer, a little darker, a little, uh, um, you know, I just let it be a little, I think a little stranger and a little less, overtly funny there's less of a dancing monkey quality and more of a <laughs> more of a dying monkey quality
2: <laughs> which can also be funny I know it if is he's funny. wearing a little tie well,
3: basically I think I the subjects are more ostensibly unfunny like there's an essay about seeing a bear get hit by a car which I just ruined the end of there's an essay uh, about you know heartbreak that,
1: about being that one is called will a bear get hit by a car <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes and the next thing is called yes I will was that, that in, one's uh, called light pollution was that in the New Yorker the bear getting hit by a car that was in Vice okay maybe magazine. that's where I read it I get, um, I get Vice and the New Yorker confused <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Because they it's both have the, the, the famous time. fashion do's and don'ts section. <laughs> yeah. And reviews of porno.
3: Yeah, there's so much that's just shocking about each other. They have the same uh, photos of Abu Ghraib, I think, sure, yeah. both in both uh, periodicals. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it's things that are very unfunny. But one, the
2: caption is, look at these homos.
1: <laughs> the New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, that was the New Yorker. <laughs>
3: Did you see? There's a there's all a website of New Yorker cartoons that have Kanye West's tweets as the caption. I have seen that. Yeah, yes. I think They're our funny. friends
1: Paul and Storm were involved in that in some way.
3: Really? Oh, it may be.
1: I, I think they were one of the. They were behind it somehow. Okay. Every
3: once in a while, the internet produces such a little golden nugget that you rem- you're rem- you're reminded of why you love it as opposed to hate it. I think.
1: I, I I felt that way. I mean, we talked last week about uh, the the lamb running through the hallway. Sure. I think we can all agree there's nothing better than the lamb running through the hallway. <laughs> Jordan, have we talked about the fact that I am now professionally turning into you uh, circa five years ago when you worked for Ellen and your job was to pick out viral videos? <laughs> uh,
2: we have not talked about that.
1: I, I'm going to be doing some segments on this a very fun IFC show that's coming out i think i don't think it's out yet and um uh I, I somehow i became the viral video guy hey i i and so i've been asking people because i don't know anything that's about relevant viral that's better
2: than being the newspaper guy <laughs>
1: that's true that, that, I mean, that's a viral good point. videos
2: are uh, on their way
1: up it's better than my previous position as gramophone guy <laughs>
2: sure
3: <laughs> It's okay. I'll get retro employment. We'll yeah. come back. Oh, <laughs> You'll I'll, be the one who knows.
2: I'm still looking for someone to print my reviews of blackface theater. <laughs> so if you're a major publication or a blog, looking for right. a
1: new minstrel column. Sure. <laughs> um, Jordan. It's called Feats. Don't fail me now. <laughs> uh, Jordan. What? Um. There was an important thing that you wanted to broach on this week's program.
2: Oh, sure. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh. So I was in a, a social situation. The Jordan. Other day. By yeah. the way,
1: I think we should come up with the name for the segment where Jordan broaches an important important topic going on in his life.
2: Just call it broach. broach.
1: How about how about social studies? Sure. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, so I was in a social situation the other day, uh, and yeah, that ta- one that yeah, right, talking to some people I didn't know, and this guy,
1: especially when you don't, you don't have any pies to give anybody,
2: yeah, you have no bed to sit on. <laughs> if you're on.
3: suggesting I bribe people, I do. We can, move. I mean, I do, but yeah. uh, And I was talking to a
2: guy uh, who I did not know, and he launched into a story which was very, very clear. He had planned out ahead of time, and mm. this was the story that he told. Uh, you know, at, at parties, when he met new people And, you know, it was really It was shoehorned into the conversation pretty awkwardly Like, not really a thing we were talking about The kind of the, the, the joke to this story was that, like uh, If you could look back on your job uh, You know, if Oh, if, if your 13-year-old self could see the job you're doing He'd probably be really impressed, so stop complaining uh, and he's like, I was talking to some physicists at a physics lab, and they were and they were complaining about how hard it was. And I'm like, guys, you work with lasers, and like that was kind of the joke. Blum, bum, ching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was as far as stories go, it was fine. But the thing that irked me about it was that a, you've told this before, you know these beats, you pause, you you know where to pause, like this is very rehearsed, and we weren't really talking about that. Um, but you have you found a weird you know, detour into the conversation to tell this story that has apparently killed in other contexts. I have a question. Yes. First off. Yes.
1: Was this Dennis Miller? Yes, it
2: was Dennis Miller.
1: Was it one of his trademark rants?
2: It was, yes. And then he talked about Obama being a Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yes, but I I was... But then I kind of started to feel bad about feeling bad. It was like, well, no, this guy is... This is a better conversation... Um you know, technique than just like, but it's not
3: for you. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like buying, you know, freshly made made sandwich versus the prepackaged ones. No one made that for you, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's better than a long, you know, just talking about yourself, you know, no, you know, it is a story that he put a little effort into. Uh, It's not just, you know, whatever somebody, you know, railing about their opinion about mad men or something like that it's like no okay I, no, okay, I, I don't want to listen to you monologue about a thing you think about uh, so <laughs> the contents of your brain yeah no interest in i that. don't
1: care if you were a good host of weekend update, according to some people who are <laughs> a certain age sure
2: Dennis miller uh so yeah i wonder i i I wonder if 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 you guys have a have a story that you know kills and that you use when things, you know, when when the conversation dies down or you're looking to ingratiate yourself to new people, do you guys have something that you just go to and I don't know, is there a better way to integrate that into conversation than just Bringing it up, I think
3: acknowledging it, saying this, I've told this (laughs) a million times before, but guess what? This always kills. Here's a gift.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) To a certain to a certain extent, uh, capturing and celebrating these stories is your profession.
3: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I've now run out of the you know the go to stories have been uh, funneled into some sort of attempt at a larger meaning, and I'm going to say art with air quotes, even though you can't. I'll do them here. Yeah. Um, but uh, our, she's being charmingly self deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but I don't, there's, there's, I actually told one today that it's usually, it has to be a nugget like that. Like it has to be a short piece. Yeah. And I do have one. Should, should I tell it? No, yeah, short. yeah. No, no, it's let's really hear it. Short.
2: Let's hear it. Let's hear
3: it. Basically, I uh, met this guy who was walking with a cane at a party and uh, he was limping in a way that implied that it was something neurological. His leg was, it wasn't a broken foot. He was swinging out and so, and very, very tactfully I said, you know, gestured sort of what's going on with with that. um, Expecting to hear, I don't know, a story he might want to tell and instead he told a story about uh, being in a bus in Israel when he was 18 which was blown up. Everybody on the bus died, including the bus driver. His head snaps back, sorry, there's no um, headrest behind him, mm-hmm. and he was paralyzed, but paralyzed in a very, you know, diving bell in the butterfly kind of way for about a year. But it, the nerves were crossed in such a manner that uh, he actually could heal from it, which he did. And uh, very slowly, you know, in all through college, he was in a wheelchair, and now we see him with the cane. Um, And then my story in terms of, and again, it weirdly relates to the the Dennis Miller-esque story, the idea of saying, you know, hey, you think you have it bad. I don't know why that those are easy to insert because mostly I guess people are complaining in casual conversation. There's a weird tie between your example and mine. But um, yeah, and then my sort of kicker is that I said to him, I was like, wow, that's amazing because I just got this paper cut. And the webbing right yeah. between it, the thumb, and you know, and he was really game and very sweet about it. He's like, "Really? Did you have to go to the physical therapy for it?" And I said, "Yes, it was grueling, you know, the whole thing." And that's where that story peters out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that's good. I feel like if so I you was like told to bring, that,
1: in you like to bring this out, so in case I, people in ca- aren't bummed out enough about at like, a party,
2: exactly. Well,
3: because it, it has a it has a gravity, it has a humor, it makes people feel feel better about themselves. I have to say. It does come up. I don't think I've ever shoehorned it in. No one's ever been like, have you seen any good movies lately? And I'll be like, I'll tell you about explosions. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever forced it in the like that. The
2: explosions and the expendables reminded, reminded me, me <laughs> of a man who was paralyzed of in an actual... israeli conflict <laughs> right.
3: right on the border. They will just, you know...
1: If you want to bum people out, this is my <laughs> recommendation. Instead of doing that at parties, just get a, a public radio show, claim it's comedy... And just read from the newspaper. Read bad news (laughs) from the newspaper. I call it the Harry Shearer technique.
2: (laughs) Um, But do it with like a sarcastic tone in your voice. So people know, you know, that you think it's ridiculous. And then every
3: segment with, can you believe that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And if you can, I don't know if you have any impressions from 1988. But if you do, this would be a great time to bring them out. Connie Chung, perhaps?
3: (laughs) Connie Chung. Yeah, I I can do that.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, boring. Boring. i have yeah. this problem i have this problem it actually just came up for me this week because i was talking on the email with uh kevin allison who does the very the uh the excellent podcast risk yes also a live show in new york and yeah, it's great. Um, you know, i was... think
2: uh i may have mentioned it on this show or i may have mentioned this in casual conversation of all the people, of all the podcasters that I listen to read the Audible announcement, I think Kevin Allison does it the best.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah.
2: That's, uh, if you that's listen nice to podcasts, people, if you're a podcast listener, you're going to hear that Audible announcement a couple times a week. Sure. Kevin Allison does a bang-up job with it.
1: We've turned it down before, by the way. I just want to say that to our audience. If they think, <laughs> that, we're, if they think that we're, you know, we've turned that down. Sure, we're classic.
2: Because we, we hate audiobooks. We're against them. <laughs>
1: Um, but, uh, I was talking to Kevin Allison. He's like, he gave me this list of like six upcoming themes. And he's like, well, we're doing radio ones. We're doing radio style ones as opposed to live ones. Cause all the live ones are in New York. He's like, if you want to record something, I know you have a studio. We would totally love to, you know, we'll totally run something. And I'm like, oh great. Cause there's a great podcast. Sure. Uh, it's Kevin Allison from the state. Right. I'm like, I got to think of something. And I realized that nothing has ever happened to me. And if possibly anything has ever happened to me, I forgot, like, immediately afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And so all I have, I mean, I, you know, my dad getting judged by the 12 huge men uh, of every race in Hawaii <laughs> while naked in the sump hole. Sure. I mean, I've, everyone on Jordan who's listening to Jordan Jesse Go has heard that story. That's all I got. And it's technically something, I mean, granted. Someone else. You, granted, it was funny because my dad told it to me apropos of nothing while, we were driving, while he was driving me to college. So that part is an experience that I had, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it, mostly it's stuff that he had because, frankly, I've never eaten mushrooms for a week straight—magic mushrooms, sure, not just regular <laughs> ones. I don't think Those I've probably ever eaten f- regular mushrooms <laughs> for a week straight. Not crazy about them, but um, I feel bad. I feel like I've never done anything even to get a stock story to tell. You know what? I think
2: I think maybe the the skill in this is taking the funny life thing and, and and finding some sort of greater meaning in it, like some sort of thing. And as lame as this uh, physics laser story was, it did have an element of that. It did have it an element. Heart. Yeah, yeah, it had an element Certainly. of like, hey, uh, you know, um, th- th- we all complain, but...
1: It had an, and here's the kicker.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I guess, yeah, maybe that's the...
3: Maybe it just needs to have an end. Maybe that's the the easiest thing. It's oh, something sure. where you can like think. Well, this conversation has really sort of you know gotten unwieldy and out of control. I'm going to tell a story yeah. that's a little you know has a neat end. What about a
2: bear th- getting struck by a car, for instance? Ah.
1: What about this as an alternative? <laughs> what if we just memorized one month's? Humor in uniform (laughs) reader's digest. Sure. And just use that. Because that always has a kicker. Mm -hmm. It's narrative. True. When when aren't you when are you talking what is too important to take a time out for our heroes in uniform?
3: What would be really funny is if you did it with just San's segue. Yeah. Just go dive into it the next time someone's just I think that's what that's
1: what I'm suggesting. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Because if, if what are you too fancy? You know, to talk about our heroes, yeah, a real Americans that are risking their lives.
3: I stopped by a Fort Bragg Air Force uh, Army base once. How that Story. You can't stop by an army base. Did you know that? Wait. wait so wait. <laughs> so
1: you were
2: on some sort of road trip, and you thought it might be fun to see.
3: I have a friend from high school okay. who who uh, is a really good friend in high school. Went to West Point, and then eventually. Uh, got stationed at Fort Bragg, where she's in the 82nd Airborne and jumps out of airplanes for a living. And um, I didn't know there were 82,000 people uh, on that Air Force base. You figured... Or it, that Army base, sorry. You
1: figured it was sort of like if your friend worked at, at a... At pizzeria. a Or like a Staples, <laughs> like someone would page
2: them for you. And I was like, you. hey, is
3: Bob here? They did, but it took a while. And the thing is, her last name, she married a guy she went to... Uh, uh, west point with who's wonderful and now she has his last name and it's incredibly unusual so i thought this is going to be easy um but they really had no idea what i was talking about hmm. it took a long time and i had to stand there with like two men with guns while they and then i <laughs> yeah. and then i couldn't get it. it was like it's like when you you waited online for so long you can't leave you I know after you... 20 minutes i really just wanted to leave them alone but i'm like well now they've
1: i bet you felt pretty self-conscious about that bomb vest you were wearing
3: <laughs> so Awkward,
1: which was for a totally unrelated thing you were going to yeah. do later on the golf course. <laughs>
3: totally unrelated, and the goggles yeah. threw everyone off. And um, you're going to
2: drink some Zimas, yeah. blow up some bombs on the golf course after everybody's at bed.
3: Take that, Dad. Put on your shirt. You yeah, know what
1: I'm saying? you just gonna yeah. stop in. But I feel like I don't. I feel like I'm so out of touch with the things that have happened in my life that I'm. I have nothing to offer. I have nothing to offer. I can tell people. I can describe people what I to do. People what I do for a living. If they're if they ask me, I'm perfectly fine with that. They it's a you know it's probably it's like more it's an unusual occupation, so we can get three minutes out of that. And then <laughs> you've when, broken this down into yeah. specific. <laughs> and then once that do, once that's done, there's nothing for but there's nothing not left true. for you me. All it is is my opinions about Mad Men. <laughs>
3: but you do but you do have something to offer. I just think you haven't tapped into it.
1: The only things that the only things that I really have to offer just make people uncomfortable. We we once got this really upset email. Why is Jesse always talking about the time that the junkie broke into his house when he was little and threatened his mom with a knife or and the time that a guy punched him in the face uh just walking down the street and the time that people threw batteries at him from on top of the projects? That's all I got. Those are the, <laughs> those things yeah. did happen to me. Sure. <laughs> And I want
3: to hear. It's funny those in 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 uh, the little summation lines there. I would like to hear more about all of those, specifically the battery. Uh, they're
1: just various various ghetto traumas that I endured as a child that have been shared on this program. We can talk about them off air, but like that's that's all I really got. I didn't I didn't have any friends named Squiggy or Snoop or anything. Those are some <laughs> ghetto nicknames. Okay, that's it. it. Just came and went. Yeah, one time. Did, have I ever talked about the time that I got jumped by a guy in a wheelchair? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was pretty little, and he was pretty big. And uh, he sort of like got up in my face. I mean, he couldn't literally because he, he couldn't get up. He was in a wheelchair. Sure, But um, he <laughs> rolled up in my face, and I was listening to a Walkman. This is in the Walkman era. I was maybe – I was not very old. I was maybe 10. And um, he says – let me listen to your walk, man. Oh, no. And I was sort of Let like, see it. <laughs>
2: gross, you don't want to catch his wheelchair germs. <laughs>
1: first, of, first and foremost, yeah. this guy might have bedbugs or sure. might have been in some kind of Israeli bus. Um, <laughs> so I gave it to him because what the fuck are you going to do, I guess, when you're 10 years old? Sure. And a huge guy in a wheelchair. And he started wheelchairing away, <laughs> uh, but it was an electric chair. And he couldn't go that fast. So I was like yelling at him, like, give it back to me. And then uh, this dude, a grown up, came up and was like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "This is my Walkman." And he's like, "No, this like nine year old is crying. Oh. I'm pretty sure it's not yours." And the guy gave it back to me. I wouldn't call that jumped,
3: but you got you got mugged basically.
1: Well, in my yes, I'm with Sloan on this one. Okay,
3: you did. I have to say, and I would not have been with you until I read when Jonathan Lethem came out with The Fortress of Solitude, and, you know, it's so much about his childhood. And he I'm talks sorry, about is the... this some
1: weird New York literary <laughs> shit that we...
3: I'm sorry, just for a briefest of moments. Okay, fine. <laughs> and he, he talks about the, you know, this is based on his life, about kids, you know, you know, other, you know, nine-year-old kids being like, let me see it, let me see it, and making you feel like you're some sort of, like, stingy, selfish jerk for not sharing, you know, your bike or your slice of pizza or
1: whatever. He, this guy was being threatening.
3: And, yeah, and exactly, and that's the thing. And then they, but it's like manipulative, and they, you know, then of course they, they No, no, take not,
1: not Jonathan Lethem. No? They, they weren't manipulating. He wasn't I feel like manipulating my me. feelings. He was physically threatening me. He just happened to be in a wheelchair.
2: I was trying to help you, but okay. <laughs> he was
1: you. I was a little kid. Aww. He was a big, no, grown sure. man. I mean,
2: anytime an adult talks to a child, there's yeah. an element of Especially why are you scary talking looking to a one. child. Sure. sure.
1: He was scary looking, too. In a
3: wheelchair. He totally used that.
1: Yeah, he did. He'd I wonder fucking... if you would
3: have given it to him if you weren't in a wheelchair. If he wasn't in I
1: the was. wheelchair. I was in a wheelchair, too. That's <laughs> true. I should have mentioned that. <laughs> if sure. he
2: wasn't in the wheelchair. But that's just one of those things that, you know, kids kids do at that age. Some of them, like, you know, wear their Halloween costume outside the house. Right. Some of them talk in a funny voice. It's and suddenly, some of them yeah. ride around in a little wheelchair if they don't have to.
1: But but I guess, <clears throat> you know, to the extent that I have on it's that one about my dad and the, you know what? I actually did have to wheel that thing out. I was having, I was having, I was at Never this kind of, weird yeah. hotel uh, bar in, um, <clears throat> in like West Hollywood or something because we were visiting, my wife's cousin was in town and her other cousin was there and my wife's cousin, both of my wife's cousins are super nice. Uh, one of them is, um, uh, one of them is sort of like a nice, sort of pretty lady, you know? Sure. And then the other one's sort of like, uh, the other one's sort of like, uh, Uh, Sort of like a a slightly outrageous gay guy. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, He was just in this show called Barry the Snow Manilow, which was a Christmas musical with songs with the songs of Barry Manilow.
2: Barry the Snow Manilow.
1: (laughs) Barry the Snow Manilow. I love it. Anyway, so anyway, nothing wrong with that. I'm talking to them, and let's be real. I don't got that much to talk. They're very nice people, but I don't know what to say to them. And they're going to talk either I have to say something or they're just going to talk about cousin stuff the whole time. Mm. And I'm just going to be sit there and sitting there in this creepy this bar's theme, I would say it was half speaking of the fortress of solitude. I'd say it was half fortress of solitude themed, half hunting lodge themed. Oof. And also, there were bookshelves on the lo- on the walls that had like coffee table books, like full height, like eight foot bookshelves full of coffee table books with themes. And I remember one of them was uh, dogs and cats. That was one of the bookshelves. <laughs> Living together, it'll be and then kids. one was yeah. one Ghostbusters, was Ghostbusters. Ga- gardening in the outdoors. So I don't know what was going. Like everything was steel blue, except there was also taxidermy heads on the wall, sure. and also. So I was out of my element. Somebody started talking about crazy shit going down on a beach and then Teresa Teresa fed me set you up for yeah, that. Yeah, she set me up Oh, for that's
2: it. nice. You guys have a nice marriage. Yeah, that is she nice. set you up to tell your like, your signature help. story?
1: Yeah, she did. That's but right. it was Shoehorns only because it was only because I was so lost otherwise.
2: But that's nice. Well, what how about, was
3: it was it very much like Jesse, tell that story? Yeah,
1: it was literally like she I'm, really I'm to uncomfortable. I'm there. a little uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Jordan, do you
2: uh you know I when I said this I know <clears throat> I know uh I I god I feel like I do nothing comes to mind immediately. Well, you got the time immediately... you got punched
1: in the face by Travis Pastrana? Yeah, I got That's that. Something.
2: That's a recent one. Uh but I don't, I don't Have know. you thought
1: about what that means yet?
2: Yeah, right, what that means in a larger context. Sloan for you, uh my uh job uh requires me to interview uh various members of the action sports community. Uh, and one time I was goofing around with a famous motocross guy and he uh, punched me do. in the face. As a joke. As a joke. That was not funny. Yeah, yeah. I think when it was he... one of those things where he was a little, maybe like a little drunk and thought it would be kind of funny. But then <laughs> he's like, oh, shit, I hit you too hard. It's like when you're like goofing around with like your girlfriend and you accidentally like it's hurt her arm. And it's like when mad. you're
1: interviewing yeah. someone and they punch you. Yeah. It's, like it's that. not appropriate for them to punch you at all.
2: Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't tell that a lot. I do you feel, feel like I'm a little embarrassed. It? About, a little bit, Did yeah. He, do you think
3: he thought, just so much of himself, that he thought this guy's going to be able to tell people that I punched him in the face? Or he, wasn't that much
2: Here's thought? what I think it is. Uh, he had a show on MTV for a while that was kind of like a jackass type show. Right. Where it was him and his buddies flicking each other in the balls and pushing each other off roofs and stuff like that. And I think his thing was that I have to do this. Like, I have to behave like this. And if someone... You know, if someone is if he feels baited, which I guess he did, he's like, yeah, "Oh, this he, guy wants me you to say? do something." Uh, did I challenge. Say please punch me in the face. I said yes, and I pointed to my face, <laughs> and I <laughs> so called you're him a homo. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So yeah. So I think it was that he felt obligated mm. that he would be. You know, it's like when you have Robin Williams on, you want to hear from the gay guy, you want to hear from the 1992 black guy, you want to hear from all the crazy characters, and I think if this guy was like, "Oh, I have to do something," kind of physically outrageous or I'm not, you know, honoring my MTV contract.
1: He th- he thought about setting his hair on fire. Sure. Or getting someone to kick him in the balls. He decided he'd just punch someone. Sure. <laughs> and
2: he felt bad about it well, and he's all, apologized every time he's seen me since. So anyway. Did
3: you have a, a black eye? I'm sorry to harp on that. No, I'm no, it's okay. A uh, bloody nose.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
3: That'd be shocking. Yeah, I've never uh punch someone in the face nor take a punch to the face mm. but I really hope that's not the not same even kind it, of enticement not, by the end of this radio program you know
1: not even when tempers were running high at summer camp
3: no no nobody I mean it's all girls camp we're not gonna you know I mean I think I'm trying to think if I've ever gotten I got slapped once by a friend for passing a mean note mm. she hit me that's
1: pretty really good that's a that's a that's the girl equivalent of punching
3: it was shocking for us both I've never been slapped before. It was pretty shocking.
1: Are you
2: still friends with the slapper? No, actually.
3: Hmm. We're not still friends. What did their notes say? What are their notes say?
1: What did the notes say that you passed?
3: I don't remember. I'm sure it wasn't my gosh or you know gee, she your looks hair, great your today. Hair smells <laughs> delicious fantastic terrific whatever it was but
2: you were passing a note about her the slapper to someone, to else. someone else and yes. she intercepted the yes. note and, and then, then slapped you.
3: inadvertently i became the slap e. gotcha or vertently mm. really actually she just sure. really ducked me um yeah we and we, what's weird is we had a whole school bus ride together and we were chatting and then we got off the school bus and she hit me no. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you He's know, very
2: sort of sure
3: the the Machiavellian slap.
2: Yeah. Well, well she's a showman. You know, it's like <laughs> if you a if, if you gotta the, the slap in that a case well was well thought out. It's actually a bear a way getting worse hit by a car because
3: uh, yeah. while well, I would much prefer to be slapped by a seventh grader than <laughs> punched in the face by a fully grown man who does it for a living. Sure. Um. I uh, you know, it was calculated. There was no. You know, it sounds like he did not know he was going to do it until the last minute.
1: Yeah it was an impulse your your story Jordan we got off track sorry
2: Uh, no no uh, yeah you know I've tried to tell that one a couple of times casually and haven't felt it I think uh-huh.
1: it's can't find the beats
2: yeah yeah I think it's more interesting if you know me I don't think it's in, in, you know if you just meet me and I'm like hey I got punched in the face <laughs> and, uh, I don't know um yeah, I don't think I do have one off me, the top.
1: In the future, if we're in a social situation, do you want me to set you up? Who by saying like has for been example? punched
2: by an X Games gold medalist.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll sheepishly
2: Anyone? raise Anyone? my hand. Uh. Um yeah, you know I think uh in college I told the story a lot about um getting taken into like the
1: Disneyland jail.
2: Jail holding area. But sure. I've, since, I've since become tired of that story. I don't think I've told that in 10 years.
1: Have you told that on Jordan Jesse Go? I think, I'm sure I
2: have. You must I'm have. I'm sure I have. If, people, if if any of our it's an that's
1: the It's an excellent way to enjoy the park. Sure.
2: Story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, slow very quickly for you. Uh, I was with some friends at Disneyland. We were from Orange County. We all had passes. We were acting kind of rowdy. I guess they thought we were smoking pot, so they took us backstage into the Disneyland jail. Anyways uh they there's had, a longer also story. had bubble pipes. we also had bubble pipes with us because we thought that was cute we were in drama club
1: uh
2: <laughs>
3: that's, that's the best way to end everything yeah that explain everything what the if, girl who slapped me was in drama club too you know, no so. yeah
1: figures what if you were in drama club with <laughs> Pastrana? oh man that'd have been great <laughs> it's amazing to me that that is a genre of television show Guys flicking each other in the ball.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that I think the that I think that you know, obviously, you know, Jackass is the. Oh, I. You know what? Uh, can I talk about Johnny Knoxville after we talk about this? Can yeah. I segue into his conversation about Johnny yeah. Knoxville? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that Jackass is you know obviously is the widely widely considered to be the uh, the pinnacle of this kind of entertainment. It's a little From bit it artful. It's clever. Uh, but yeah, I think maybe what the casual observer doesn't realize is that MTV has been having these kind of this type of show for a long time to try and like re re catch that fire. And, What's and amazing and is,
1: is is if you think little happens in a regular reality show, imagine how so little happens in these shows like a Viva the Bam. Sure. You watch the show, literally nothing will happen in the entire episode. They might do one stupid thing. Sure. Like, at least in Jackass, you can count on them doing four or five stupid things. Sure.
3: There's, yeah. The build-up to it, the setup.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's still... It's still pretty... I mean, Jackass is still kind of boring because it's mostly them flicking each other in the balls. Sure. And, you, you know, I don't really need to see that. I want to watch them try and jump out of a tree or whatever. Yeah. But the other ones... It's just a reality show where they've taken out the emotional high points and just replaced it with a, with a sad accident.
3: Yeah. Wait, are you suggesting there were emotional high points in Jackass?
1: <laughs> no, it's <the laughs> no, Jesse, reality Jesse's shows. really okay. into
2: The Bachelor.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like all the boring things that happen. I, I mean, I, we've talked about how, how remarkable it is that reality shows are so successful given how boring they are. Sure. But it's like it's like what if you took a reality show and you took out the one part about the characters that happens in each show, the one that they're teasing every commercial break and it only runs at the very end and you just replace that with just one physical calamity.
2: Uh, you know, I know it's a, I know it's a, it's Jackass affiliated. But uh, as we were talking about how worthless most of these things have been, uh, a couple of the Jackass guys did something called Wild Boys with a Z uh-huh. uh, that you can watch on Netflix on demand. It's quite good. It's them going to foreign countries and fucking with animals. Exo- <laughs> beautiful exotic animals.
3: Beautiful animals. Yes. Oh like a-
2: Emu. Yeah, yeah. I think there's an emu involved, lots of alligators. Uh yeah. so yeah, so that's kind of a travel log too. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's on the road. Yeah, it's worth watching. That's
1: really sweet. Johnny Knoxville. Oh
2: yeah, and this is related. And I this will we America's make this, funny man. Sure. Uh, anyways, I was it. at a uh I was at a uh, a restaurant the other day and um Johnny Knoxville was well, like kind of early lunchtime. It was a little early to be having lunch, ten till noon maybe. Uh but I was I was with our uh, I was with our consummate friend and uh, guest Chris Fairbanks. We we're a great, early, Chris Fairbanks. one early, of the best. Having an early lunch. Uh, Johnny Knoxville walks in.
1: Wait, the Chris Fairbanks whose compact disc Fairbanks <laughs> is available in we have stores to do that right anymore. now? No, yeah, we should. No. we should. We
2: should. We should. We should. It's, it's Chris a, Fairbanks.
1: Absolutely. People write me thank you notes about telling them to buy Chris Fairbanks CD. It's fantastic. You should yeah.
2: absolutely buy it. Um, Johnny, Johnny Knoxville walks in and he sits down. It's a stand-up comedy CD. I just not sit down. Yeah, got it. Great. Um Johnny Knoxville comes in and uh You're
1: thinking of Bill Cosby himself. That's I
2: sit am, down. Um yeah, that is a yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: great thing. Okay, keep going.
2: Uh Johnny Knoxville comes in uh comes in, sits down by himself at the bar uh and just proceeds to kind of have this really quiet lunch. He kind of makes a little chit-chat with the bartender, kind of walks watches TV. And then leaves, and I know, and it, it, and in that moment, he struck me as a very great Gatsby kind of character, hmm. someone who is rich, who kind of, the a party is going on around them at all times, but they're just observing from the balcony.
3: Boat's blowing back <laughs> against his penis.
2: Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um. And yeah, but he and definitely, let's you know, I, I guess in that moment, I saw the Johnny Knoxville who like became popular on Jackass and then kind of tried to have this film career but failed uh and is now this kind of s- sad guy who comes into a restaurant and sits at the bar alone and then leaves
1: and he just says no matter what I put up my ass I can't find any real stimulation Sure can I
3: say something so strange you, that I've been waiting no to no say no, no. for Let's about 2 minutes yeah. Sure I have not thought of Johnny Knoxville in years Yeah today at lunch a woman the one woman I had lunch with today a woman who was a uh, producer at uh, HBO told me that uh, Johnny Knoxville used to date. Are you going to be on True Blood this season? No, ah! that's not the answer. But she, apparently, she just told me a Johnny Knoxville story today at lunch. Weird. That's what's so strange. And apparently, he's very, very nice and used to make uh, like tuna casseroles for her and stuff. Oh, I believe it. So that's what's strange to me.
1: Uh, I think any- one of the one of the remarkable things about the whole <laughs> pheno- cultural phenomenon of Jackass. Is that Johnny Knoxville does seem kind of interesting?
2: Yeah, and 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 in this moment, I kind of like felt this little little bad because I know he he probably is not. He's a guy who probably has constant development deals. Is always you know if you don't see him on TV, he's planning something else to be on TV. He's probably got so much stuff in the works that'll make you barf. But I guess uh, when I saw him then, I kind of saw this lonely guy who had maybe passed his prime, uh, which I know is not true. But I know at this point, he kind of looked like that to me and i i thought to myself you know if this if this was the twilight of his years if he was done and he could look back on his life and say i contributed jackass pretty good right I think. Can we all, like, that's... It? No, I know that's not... He's not done in show business and stuff, but, like, if he was... If his was,
3: read, like, creator and, you know, main yeah. guy of Jackass, I think that'd be pretty good. So, yeah, I think... Well, that,
1: that and the Dukes of Hazard Sure, Dukes of Hazard the movie True. reboot. Yeah, not a reboot is that a reboot no it's just a
2: movie version of a tv show
1: well it depends on what. Well, yeah because they didn't continue the mythos no
2: yeah it didn't <laughs> where did it fall in the dukes of hazard averse
1: <laughs> yeah i don't i couldn't tell you we'll be back in just a second on jordan jesse guff It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: Sloan Crosley, clown.
1: So, I got this picture in the mail. I'm going to pass this around. Obviously, you at home can't see it. Maybe I'll take the time. My computer's broken. I can't. But I'll try and and at some point scan this for everyone so everyone can take a look at this. But here, Sloan, I'll I'll let you look at it while I I read uh, this letter that we got in the mail. Uh, When I started getting my self-addressed stamped envelope ready, that was to get some stickers, some Jordan Jesse Go stickers, my five-year-old said, I want to make them a color creation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we have received this picture. Uh, It features pictures of Jordan and myself. Um, I think relatively realistic likenesses, if we assume that you're a racist cartoon of a Japanese person. I am. Um, The two pink things... Uh, do you see those two pink things on either side? Uh, uh, I do. Let between me. Us. Uh,
2: yes. The, yes. Describe them. <sighs> uh, gosh, kind of like the like one half of a yin yang symbol um, with two kind of ear notches, and they appear to be on wheels.
1: Each of those is a chompers. Okay. Um, that hints the wheels. Uh, Makes sense. The brown thing behind me, maybe you could describe that.
2: Uh, yes, the Jesse in this uh, in this drawing has um, uh, a lo- it looks like a dinosaur head, like a Diplodocus, uh, coming out from behind you. But I'm going to guess your dog. It's a donk. Oh, a donk. Okay. Oh,
1: contraire! It is not Coco, the brown brown dog. That is a donk.
2: Uh, uh, Sloan, for your information, these things are all running gags throughout the show. Okay,
1: no, I... Running gags? No, these are yeah. important things in the world that you should themes. know I'm about. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes. Uh, donks are miniature donkeys. Oh, yes. Uh, which are really cute and are called donks. Again with the jackass. And mm-hmm. sure. Chompers is a popular children's toy. Um, From Germany in 1919. Oh. That I wow. saw on the Antiques Roadshow.
3: It's amazing.
1: <laughs> Isabella has never... Now, this is when I started getting worried. Uh Uh-oh. Because... Oh,
2: by the way, okay, the me version uh, has slanty racist Chinese eyes. Oh. uh, And is wearing a half shirt.
3: Jordan... Should you also talk about the medium? This is... What kind of paper is this? This is
1: sort of... It's like a...
2: You know, a sort of crayon
1: brownish... Crayon drawing paper?
2: Yeah, crayon on paper.
1: I want to I, I address... <laughs> I, if I, it was in a museum, that would have to be on the
2: plaque, exactly. crayon on brown paper. I want to address
1: uh, Jordan's World War II era uh, Warner Brothers Hirohito eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan's eyes are like that because he is, quote, crying tears of joy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Unquote. Um, now this is when I started getting worried because there was a time when Jordan Jesse Go had some swear words in it, but was not that vulgar. But more recently, we've been talking a lot about the S&M stuff that goes on at the American Library Association conference. Um, for it. we've been talking about misbehaving on a golf course, misbehaving on a golf, golf course, flipping. yeah, lighting fat spleefs is something that has been that has come up on this program sure. under the sub uh, subheading under misbehaving on a golf course. We've talked about uh, doing calculus. We've talked about all kinds of things that are not appropriate for kids. So we used to occasionally have little kids would call into the show. And now I think it's safe to say that if you're under, what would you say, 14, it's probably not an appropriate program for you. Sure. And if you're under 18, it may not be an appropriate program for you. If you're over 18, it's still likely not an appropriate program <laughs> for you. But it's an option; it's out yeah, there. It's, yeah, it's available to you, and should it's and not going to mess you up or anything. The good news is that Isabella, the girl who drew this wonderful picture for us, uh, has never actually heard Jordan Jesse oh, go. Good. Thank God. And so her depictions of all of these things are based solely on hearsay. When her parents recount to her things that happened on Jordan Jesse Go with the secret sex party parts excised. Omitted.
2: Um, that's amazing. Yeah, like the... So I...
3: that's the purest, uh, a child's rendering of the purest parts of your show. You're, you're looking at, you know, don't look it directly in the eye. It's, it's just, Yeah, I know. It's pure love.
1: Sure, I know. Yes, I will. Yeah, it's, it's pure truth and it will explode my brain i'd like to i'd like more children's pictures to come in the mail yeah i if know you've we have got a lot some of kids, listeners out there with kids have them draw us do not allow them to listen to our program yes. first of all terrible idea. do not allow them to listen to our programs do have them draw us and send it in the address is on the website if you include a self-addressed stamped envelope, we will send you stickers.
2: Should we make this a contest and at the end crown a king of the children? <laughs> yes,
1: of The course. French do that. <laughs> of of
3: what? What's should. that?
2: <laughs> that sounds like a crazy French thing I'd like to hear about. <laughs> they
3: do. They do that. I can't remember what it's called, but they do the, the king for a day. Maybe it's around Christmas. Maybe it's actually called Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they Are you put... <laughs> ta- When you
1: say king of the children, are you talking about the baby Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> kind of no but they put um, again this goes back to baked goods as everything does and uh, it's the put, person
1: who gets the rock from it's the... the
3: person who when they put there's a special cake they make a layer sort of almond cake and they put a tiny little china baby in it mm. maybe is the baby Jesus and they do it in New Orleans too The as a Mardi Gras and then Gras whoever thing. yeah whoever they slice it up and whoever gets the baby mm-hmm. or the shards kinforded. of baby yeah that's the thing <laughs> in their face it's like the biggest choking hazard the French do not care about their children sure. you heard it here first <laughs> you know they, they, they whoever gets the baby gets to be king and
1: how them. do they keep those figures <laughs> the
3: what because of the, you mean they're like always they're,
1: drinking red wine and eating cheese
3: I actually did wasn't sure if you meant how do they keep track
1: <laughs> how, <about laughs> how many
3: child kings
1: they have
3: I'm like well there's statistical analysis yeah. You're like, mm-hmm. no I mean their thighs but yeah but then you risk you know i always thought it was so uh you know i think in america in this country we're very uh nervous about uh inciting too much competition and and very i think we're worried about the contest
1: we're overly nervous about that kind of thing yeah and i think we're also overly egalitarian in that we are resistant to the idea that there might even be a King of the Children. (laughs)
0: But there clearly is.
1: But there clearly is a King of the Children, (laughs) and there's only one way for us to find out who the King of the Children is.
2: is a picture drawing contest of us.
1: A picture drawing contest of us. So, uh, the address is on the website. If you'd like it, it's 1553 Silverwood Terrace, Los Angeles, California, 90026. 1553 Silverwood Terrace, uh, Los Angeles, California, 90026. Send it to us. Send it to uh, King of the Children, care of Jordan, Jesse, go. 1553 Silverwood Terrace, Los Angeles, California, 90026. We will be uh, evaluating and discussing uh, each week's entries in turn. Uh, we ask that you not allow your children to listen to this um, because what happens if we don't like it? You, If we don't like it, this is a good system. <laughs> is, I've got a good system if, here, the Jordan. The ones you
3: don't like, you swallow.
1: No. <laughs> right. This is the system. We'll
3: bake them into a cake. Exactly.
1: On the show, you have our permission to do this, by the way. On the show, we will discuss these pictures frankly. Um, I think we'll mostly like them. That's the reality. I mean, we, we loved this one. And it's and Jordan, again, looks like a World War II-era Warner Brothers cartoon of Emperor sure. Hirohito of Japan. <laughs> Um, we loved it, but we will discuss it. Frankly, we ask that you not allow your children to listen to this in exchange. This is what we will allow you to do. We will name a king of the children.
0: <laughs> sure. And,
1: and you will know whether your child is the king of the children. However, if we decide that your child is not king of the children, we give you permission to tell your child that that child has been named King of the Children. My hope is that we will strengthen these children by giving them the self-esteem boost that you can only get from being named King of your age group. Mm -hmm. And if our promise to you is that if you introduce your children to us and you say, oh, you probably remember them from the King of the Children contest, this is... Say Isabel.
2: We will uh take a knee and uh address them as your majesty.
1: Exactly. Whether or not they won in public for their benefit, because children are easily confused. We're willing and they're so not as adults. good at picking up social cues. So we're willing to pretend that they're king of the children, whether or not they're king of the children. They may be Dauphin of the children. <laughs> they may be the uh, boarding secretary of e- the children. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and then the true king of the children will do it for two but it'll be really good because our heart will be in it sure
2: we won't be secretly making the jack off motion
3: how (laughs) long does this last does it seep into the future until there's a business card and some jerk who's like, Well, I was king of the children,
1: like, a, like they put it on their CV, yeah, yeah, yeah their yeah. curriculum. Mm. vitae. I
3: think, can, can you add that that has to end at some point? That there's a you know, like everyone gets dethroned at the age of 20.
1: Number one, we got to make a cutoff for this king of the children yeah. thing, we can't have 17 year olds, yeah.
2: <laughs> let's say, let's say, does, does 10 sound good?
1: Yeah, 10 sounds good. 10 and under can only enter if they're older than 10, you can have them enter, but we're not going to lie to them. Sure. We're going to tell them that they weren't they chosen. Were not king of the children, and it's because they're not, and it's because they don't like the same music. They like new music. Sure,
2: and I think that I, I know what you mean, and I think the cutoff should for how long you reign as King right. of the children should be cut off at thirteen. When I think you should your, be concentrated. When
3: does you have to you know your sash and the duties of Miss America? Yeah, have right. To be sure. Relinquished to the next. I
2: next think month. whenever you when you turn thirteen, I think you should 13. be thirteen. That's do, that's pretty harsh. Do you think yeah. the position
1: comes with responsibilities, know. meet and greets, etc.?
2: Yeah, I mean, if we have any, you know, shoots. photo shoots or art <laughs> openings or something. Let
1: me ask you this question: Are you at all concerned about Bieber Fever? Uh, what if it were to sweep through our target population? Hey, I'm
2: still trying to work through my Harry Potter mania, so <laughs>
1: fair enough. Okay, so we've put out the address, King of the Children contest. I'm not going to put a closing date on it right now, but this we'll see,
2: is some... we're going to gauge enthusiasm.
1: And look, you can have your children illustrate us personally. Sure. You can have your children illustrate themes from the program. Yeah. We suggest that you not have them illustrate the S&M party from uh, the American Library Association.
3: Would you know it if you saw it? But,
1: <laughs> you know, if, they, if you want to have them do it. And you can t- tell them If maybe you think your du- child medieval... is mature enough. <laughs> yeah. If <laughs> you think your kid can, oh, we can't make that call. We're not parents ourselves. Sure. Sure. Jordan has a cat. Bugs. I've got a dog. Coco. Is Bugs singular? Bug? Mm hmm. Oh, that was bugs. Yeah, bug singular. Bug. Yeah. Is that called bugs after uh, Bugs the Cat from no. the Warner Brothers cartoons? No, no, it's not. That <laughs> okay. old favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Send it in, right? Yeah. I think this is the best contest we've had in years. Absolutely. This is the best contest since the King of the Children contest. This is going to be great. I think so, too. And how about this? I'm going to throw a wrinkle onto it. Uh, we'll really like you if you send us a picture of your kid wearing a crown after they get named King of the Children. Oh, well, we said, right. we should send them a crown, right? Oh, wow. Well, we're going to send the real King of the Children a crown. Oh, yeah, okay. The fake King of the Children, you have to make them a crown and then mail <laughs> oh, it to yourself so it shows up in the mailbox.
3: Well, how, yeah, I wonder when the sword from the stone comes. He's <laughs> imagining all these little kids. <laughs> yeah. They're only the real Who King is of the, the, the Children re- yeah.
1: Can, do you are you worried they might run into each other at a cocktail party? I'm a little worried. It's
3: almost like cheating, you know, like oh, that's my boyfriend. Oh, we'll me put too. up. Okay. both named Bob. Whoops. I yes. got. A,
1: I'm going to add something to this. We're going to put up a schedule. If you're going to take your kids to Legoland California, <laughs> you have to check in on the schedule. We can't have two of these different King yeah. of the Childrens at Legoland California at the same time.
3: Yeah. Otherwise, there will be a, just an explosion. They'll end up in jail. Apparently, some sort of weird Lego jail. Could be trouble. (laughs) Easily break. (laughs) Yeah,
2: not too
1: hard to get out, but could be trouble. Still time-consuming. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go King of the Children.
3: It's
1: Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective,
3: Sloan Crosley, Clown Writer.
1: Um, it was great to have you on the program, Sloan.
3: Thanks. Thanks for having me. It was fun letting me pipe in.
1: It was really great to it was really great to have a a real fancy New York literary type around sure, here. Sure, right?
3: Super fancy.
1: Give our thanks regards. For, thanks for acknowledging know. it. Yeah, how <laughs> fancy in New York you are.
3: Somebody had you, man.
1: <laughs> have fun being pictured in a montage in New York Magazine's party section.
3: <laughs> I will have fun having that magazine sit in my bathroom and then throwing it out before I've
1: read it <laughs> <laughs> or whatever say hi to Kurt Anderson for us no really do say hi to Kurt Anderson he's yeah, great he's, he's a really great kid. ask
2: him if he remembers us I yeah we will, right ask him what wedding. he really thinks
1: about me oh.
3: I'll, have him, I'll have him enter the contest under oh, a guy's. He does he
2: have a kid are they I artsy he's got
3: several kids
2: he's got a couple kids like oh, three. A, go I feel like three, I've heard maybe. him mention his teen daughter before and how she loves anime oh
1: crap she might be too old yeah She's got. He's got at least one uh, one child in college. I remember. Maybe. I'd like. I'd like anime versions of us. Oh yeah, absolutely.
3: Oh, see, maybe there are all sorts of exceptions. If you have, maybe famous people's kids get a little a little leeway.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Surrey Cruz is out there. Yay, or yeah, totally oh. no. Oh.
1: Al- I don't have money for a Coke. Jesus Christ! <laughs> They're already part of the literati. Do they need to be? Or do they need to be king of the children too? Yeah, these Kurt Anderson <laughs> kids. Everything. Um, uh, Sloane Crosley, the author of two books, the most recent of which is "How Did You Get This? How Do You Get This Number?"
3: Just straight. There's there the apostrophe D is Justin. I was told there'd be cake. The first mm. one. This one's how did you how, how
1: do you get this number? Right.
3: How did you get this number? How
1: did you get this number? How do you get this number?
3: That's that's so close enough, it's fine.
2: <laughs> Zingala <laughs> Maduni. Unbelievably close
1: enough. Wait, oh, Bob. did I say Zingala Maduni? That's Arrested Development's second album. <laughs> that was their follow-up album. Sure. Um, 206-9844-FUN. Sorry there's no calls today. My computer uh, bit the dust and so... Uh, uh, wasn't able to screen the calls today, but uh, hopefully they'll be back next week. I expect they'll be back next week. Sure. Uh, you can always participate in the forum at maximumfun dot org slash forum. By the way, uh, Jordan, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's turning to fall.
2: Sure, I have noticed. Yeah. Uh,
1: there's a there's a little bit of weather that happens in the fall. No. It's a little bit cooler than the summer. Okay. But it's not man quite weather
2: as, talk at the end of the show. It's not quite We're as co-
1: flipping this on its head. Not quite as cold as the winter. Sure. Maybe somebody might be interested in, say, a light layering piece. <laughs> if they were yeah. interested in such a piece, might I recommend MaxFunStore.com? You may. They can get themselves a sweet alternative apparel hoodie with the Max Fun Rocket Chip on the front. It's very cool looking. Uh no one will know that it's for a podcast, which I think is important. Sure. Uh, Or you can get, you know, Jordan Jesse Go t shirts or our DVD or any of a number of other things all at maxfunstore.com. Our theme music, Love You, by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our thanks to them. Uh, We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go.